Welcome to the People Star Podcast. We deliver leadership perspectives from industry experts on their people, architecture, routines, and culture as they solve HR's newest challenges. And now your host, Julie Regan. Hello, it's Julie Regan, host of People Star Podcast. Super excited. Today, we've got Rob Belcher of SAS Capital. They are a fantastic partner in providing alternative forms of growth capital to companies that are looking to do new and better things. And Rob, I'm so excited to have you with us here today. Thanks, Julie. It's great to speak with you, always. Yeah, so we are we have so many things that we could talk about here, but you have done some things, I think, that are pretty interesting. This idea of alternative growth capital is relatively new. And I'm just wondering, was this always your vision? How did you, did you intend to start this? How did you get here? Yeah, so that's that's great. And a good intro on me, I guess, is that no. So we lend money to software companies is our business, is our day-to-day job. And it is certainly not how I started my career. But it's interesting because there are ties to my long background, my deep career. So I studied natural resource economics in college and then went and worked for a commodities research firm. So we did price and supply and demand forecasting for oil, coal, natural gas, power. And that was my, I grew up in Denver and my whole family is in the energy industry. And that's what I knew and was excited about it and understood it. And I'd seen the ups and downs and knew there was opportunity there, but challenges. And so I wanted to be in the energy industry. That was sort of the goal. And it was great. And I really enjoyed it and had an amazing early career and kind of was trying to figure out what was next and decided I would do an MBA to sort of mostly actually increase my accounting knowledge. That was one area. I knew economics really well, but I didn't know any finance or accounting and wanted to go a little more deeper there and then probably go work at a one of the big energy companies and do project development or maybe a private equity firm and do infrastructure development. And I wanted to be, I was on the East Coast at the time. I wanted to be back out West. And so I ended up in Seattle at the University of Washington where there's no energy industry. (laughs) So as a connection point or a network, that was a fail. But I did serendipitously stumble into technology and finance with a couple internships. And where I ended up post business school was really interesting. It was a venture-backed startup that was working on funding companies at the time that they've since focused on software and technology, but at the time it was anything. We funded a milk ice cream company, a bouncy house rental company, like all kinds of crazy stuff early on with a loan structure that was based on royalties. So the companies would pay us back through a percent of revenue every month. And this has ties to the energy industry because this is how oil wells and gold mines are financed is anything that has a big upfront cost, that then has very, very high gross margins on the back end. So you raise a bunch of money, you gotta go you know, develop the gold mine or the oil well, and then to pump out the oil at the end of the day is very cheap and there's lots of cash from selling the oil, right? And so you can, you can share the profits from that to pay back to the investors. Similar idea, the Bouncy House Company, right? They have really seasonal revenue. They only rent bouncy houses in the summer. And so they pay a lot of money back in the summer. And in the winter, they don't pay anything because it was tied to their, their revenue stream. And so that was what we did. Again, they've, they've since sort of tweaked things after I left, but that was the early days of that. And it, it opened my eyes to this alternative structure. And we started, to get, we started to get into technology a little bit while I was there. And then I joined SaaS Capital, which is focused very much only on software as a service companies, but lending to them, which I love because I learned early on at that business let, borrowing money as an entrepreneur, there are companies, so early days, I'm kind of rambling, but this is all tied together and it's all really exciting. And I love, I love this stuff. 
early on venture capital days, you know, you had this idea and you needed to go buy servers and you needed to hire people. And the only thing you had was your idea and your equity in the business. So you'd sell equity to a venture capitalist, right? Nowadays, it's relatively cheap to spin up some AWS instances, you know, Amazon Web Services and just start coding and build a little bit of a business or an app or something. And so there are these businesses out there that are credit worthy, that are, have asset, namely revenue and customers and a, and a real business pretty early on that didn't exist 10, 15, 20 years ago. And so there's alternatives. So you can borrow money instead of having to sell equity. And I love that. And that's what, you know, from after helping grow Lighter Capital, then I joined the founder of SaaS Capital and have been building that for the last seven years. And I'm big into the ethos of borrowing as opposed to selling equity. So that's how I got here. But it's a little bit circuitous and I love what I do, but it's very different than what, what I started doing, obviously. Totally is. And it is circuitous. It's always interesting to think about how people get started and then how they end up where they are. And one of the things, a thread I'd like to pull on is this idea of energy. Mm -hmm. um, you started off in the energy industry and then you rented, you were working with capital for bouncy house companies, which also take a lot of energy to be in a bouncy house. Mm -hmm. And now I'm wondering about you as a leader. Here you are, you're courageously going into a new field. What gives you energy to lead this kind of a new thing? Or what gives you energy personally? Let's follow the energy thread. Interesting, Julie. Good question. Really good question. I would say energy. I had never made that connection before, but I'm an energetic person, an extrovert. ENFJ and I, there was a great BuzzFeed, now more tangent for you. There's a great BuzzFeed Myers-Briggs as animal types that I highly recommend everyone go check out. It's amazing oh, and it's it's dead accurate. Animal? <laughs> my animal is a dog. And so I want to <laughs> wag my tail and lick your face. And that's the type of person I am. And it's dead on. I'm like, yep, that's me. It's pretty amazing. Like there's owls and octopus and beavers and it's great. You should, everyone should go check it out if you know what your Myers-Briggs is. It's, it's amazing. And so that's the dog and the energy, like that's, you're dead on. And that's how I've always been. And I actually think that's part of why that it definitely plays into my career transition is I build relationships very well and can adapt. Like I'm not, I didn't know anything about credit or banking before business school, but met people, learned you know, had energy for the, the business we were doing and for the, the mission we were on. And that, that has been a very important part of my, my career and my development, for sure. For sure. And it seems like you mentioned a couple of things. And I just want to think about, I mean, I know that you, in your organization at SAS Capital, you help lead this new method of growth and you're building that. And that puts you not only in a leadership position within SAS Capital, but maybe in the industry as well. And I'm wondering, and you mentioned the idea that your spirit animal is a dog and that you are an extrovert. Are those the things you would consider your superpowers as a leader or what would you consider your superpower as a leader, whether it's in the industry or whether it's you just personally? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's hard. I don't think anybody wakes up thinking they have a superpower and I certainly don't, but I, I'd say my one of my traits that's the strongest and seems to resonate the most with people is those interpersonal skills and building relationships and the ENFJ, almost to a to a fault, wants to make other people happy. And so that's been great for building relationships. There's a fine balance, obviously, as an investor, is I don't want to make you so happy that I lose, right? That I, I give away money for free and you run off to Mexico or whatever with all my money. But there's a balance there. But that has been an important part of my life is building those relationships, wanting you to succeed. So another great resource is a book by Adam Grant called Give and Take, 
which I think is a great way to, I had already kind of been living this and it was awesome to read it and be like, oh yeah, this makes so much sense. The people that succeed the most give. Now, again, there's that balance. You don't give away your time and I don't have the good quotes from it, but there's, he sums it up really well as the fine line between giving yourself away and sort of being a doormat. He doesn't use those terms, but that's my word versus giving your time and your effort and sharing and sharing in success and being a, a sharing leader versus taking, right? And being just a net absorber of energy, of credit, of you know success or whatever it is. And those people end up not doing as well long-term. And so that's how I kind of already had been, just my personality had been already leading me the way, but I have refined it and continued to grow in that sense. And that's it's kind of uh, tying it back to what you said in industry and our business. You know, we're partners with our companies. We want them to succeed. They need to pay us back at the end of the day, but we're helping them grow and helping them succeed. And, and they're borrowing money to grow their equity value. And so it's awesome to see our entrepreneurs use our money and then go sell down the road for a lot more money than they would have if they'd raised equity today. And then they come back and they say, hey, I just made a bunch of money. Can I invest in your fund? I really like what you do and for, you know, want to help other companies, right? And that's amazing. And then you know, our brand is to be a leader in the marketplace for SaaS companies. And so we do a lot of things like this, this kind of thing, you know, research to a lot of data on valuations and growth rates and retention rates for software companies. And we put that up for free on the web. And that's we're giving that out in exchange for, you know, you understanding that we're a leader and we're an expert in this field and maybe you might want to work with us one day. I love the things that you put out on the web. So many resources utilized, you know, the retention rates for SaaS companies, growth rates, so many good, great resources from your organization. So thank you for that, for helping helping sure. organizations yeah. like ours grow. I just have one off the wall question for you before we wrap. And you mentioned that your spirit animal is a dog. Do you have a dog? And will you tell us about the dog? So I have I have two things I need to sh share with you. One is my spirit animal spirit animal is not a dog, but the oh. BuzzFeed thing tells me that I'm a dog based on my Myers-Briggs deal. My spirit animal, you'll be happy to know, is a hummingbird, which is probably even more energetic, more energetic. than a dog. Yes. So I had to, I had to get that in there because you've mentioned it before. And yes, I'm much more of a dog person. Yeah. Dog all the way. I have a 12 year old Australian shepherd who's fantastic. Her knees are a little bit arthritic at the moment. So she's not as energetic as she used to be, but she was, she had high energy for, for a long, long time. That's for sure. But yes, love dogs. And what is her name? Cora. Cora. With a K. And we actually spent, so we got our dog, sort of our fur baby before we had kids. And so we spent at least four or five X time on a dog name than we did our kids names for sure <laughs> and so we researched the, the dog name heavily and cora with a k is an aboriginal australian word for companion and so we found that you know on google searches and and she's an australian shepherd so we were we were like that's the one that's it cora so perfect yeah. what a nice match this has been a super fun and interesting conversation rob i appreciate your time today all the best to you to cora to SAS Capital. We'll put some links on the web and appreciate your time today. Great. Thanks, Julie. This has been fun as well for me. So thanks for your time and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the People Star Podcast. For the show notes, transcript, resources, and more ways to get a seat at the table, visit us at trackstar.com slash podcast.